Hello and welcome to Alpha in Conversation with Phil Russo. That's me. And I am really happy today to have the founders of Alpha, Renata and Manuela. Manuela Seve, CEO and co-founder, and Renata Pompeo de Amaral. (laughs) I'm trying to do your whole name, but it's not going to work out. It's a long name. It's fair. (laughs) Renata Tom, our co-founder, who are going to give us a rare privilege talking from their point of view about how Alpha came to be and what it's doing and how it affects and enhances the work of artists in the built world everywhere for everyone. Because uh, as many of you know, Alpha is the world's largest online art gallery for business. And we like to present conversations with people who are artists and real estate professionals at the intersection of art and property. Uh, I hope you'll enjoy this. It's, as I said, a rare opportunity. And welcome to Manuela and Renata. Hi, Phil. Well, thank you so much, <laughs> Phil. It's a pleasure to speak with you, as always. Thank you. It's great to talk to you both. You're so far flung these days. Manuela, I know, is in L.A., uh, residing there after you had both been in New York. And now Renata just recently moved to London. How <laughs> is it? How how are you finding communicating across the globe with each other? <laughs> well, this is still very new for us. Um, but I think that also uh, shows a bit of like the, the different perspectives that we come from and how that complements each other. So we can dive more into that uh, during the conversation. And the other thing is we've always been a remote team, like our tech team and our CTO, also a co-founder, uh, have always been in Brazil. Uh, and for most of you know the past year, we, we've all been in different locations as well. So uh, I feel like working from, from different countries might be the future. Well, for those who don't know, you are both natives of Brazil but very global, very worldly, both of you. Um, how did you come together and, and create Alpha? That's an interesting story. <laughs> so um, <laughs> back in 2014, um, I was putting together the first version of our MVP, uh, which was a T-shirt initiative in collaboration with um, the major galleries in, in Brazil. Um, and, um, we were launching that during Art Rio, uh, one of the biggest art fairs in Latin America. And, uh, a friend of mine introduced me to Renata, which came down, um, and she can talk a little bit more about what she was doing in Brazil as well. Um, yes, absolutely. So at that point I had been living abroad for close to seven, eight years, uh, and I had started a consulting company that was meant to bring together projects and companies in Latin America and the U.S. And uh, my first project w- was with an online auction house. And we're, uh, we're creating a Latin American art sale for them. And uh, I came to Brazil and to Rio Art Fair to source new products like new partners and uh i was prospecting actually manuela as a new client 
uh, but she didn't really understand that. Like, I think I wasn't very good with my verbal communication. And we stayed in touch. Uh, we exchanged like several emails. Uh, at that point, at that point in time, we we're two people kind of thinking ahead of the curve. We we're, were thinking about art and technology and how to use that to improve uh, the way the art market operated. And I think once we realized that, uh, that like, even though we had different products, we're kind of like looking the same at the same direction, we, we took the leap of faith and we, we decided to give it a try and to work together. And Manuela, I know you've told this story in the past and, you know, as an advisor to Alpha, I was intrigued by the whole concept from the beginning when we first ran into each other at a, a breakfast conference and you started telling me about the company. I was like, wow, I've never heard anything like this. How did you get to uh, the point of creating this with uh, Renata when you came out of actually uh, the financial world? So, yeah, Phil, uh, even though my I, I am of finance <laughs> bread. I studied economics in school. I grew up uh, in the art world. My dad is a uh, gallery owner and my uncle was also a gallery owner. They ran one of the oldest galleries in Latin America and they discovered such so many big modern artists at the time, such as Elio Chisica, Ligia Clark, um, my father later in life, Carmen Herrera. So I, I feel like I had it in my blood. My mother is also an artist, but I was always very critical about how the market itself uh, organized it, 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 you know, itself. So I was reading Mark Rich's bio, King of Oil. Uh, he's the guy that basically came up with the spot oil market in the, in the 60s. And there were so many similarities about how, you know, the oil market operated at that time and how the arts market still was run. Uh, such lack of information, transparency, few players that controlled most of, you know, the pricing dynamic. So I, I knew that, you know, there had to be a way to bring more transparency into this world. And it, it was in this context that I met uh, Renata. And bringing this all up to date from now, so you get this inspiration from the oil world of all places. Um, and you start to build this company. Um, what is it now offering artists and businesses that it, that didn't exist before? And how does technology fit into that? Uh, sure. So we're a B2B marketplace. And essentially what we do is we license content by thousands of artists and we drop ship limited edition prints. Uh, and we use blockchain to certify our works. So NFTs have quickly become a, a big buzzword, but you know, Renata knows this and Harold knows this and most of our team knows this, that I've been saying this for years that, you know, we should be investing in building out a blockchain technology to um, provide certification and provenance and transactional history on the full chain of custody of an artwork. Uh, and I feel like, you know, that's one of the things that we, we took the time to build. So we have our own uh, blockchain platform, alpha.io. Uh, and, uh, and well, you know, as I mentioned, thousands of artists that can now access our global supply chain uh, and sell their works worldwide and, and, you know, break into the real estate world as well. If you think of real estate, the last thing you think of is art. And that is, it, that is you know, a, a, 
a big misconception since uh, one of the, the things that all buildings do have in common are our walls. So uh, I'm, I'm proud to say that we have changed a lot of how this market operates, but there's still a lot more to go. We're only just beginning. And Renata, how do you, uh, you deal a lot on the artist side, not exclusively, mm. but a lot. Yes. Um, how do you explain this to artists who from around the world who want, may want to be on your platform, but, you know, haven't heard this kind of use of uh, how to market, how to expose their work to, uh, to others? Yeah. So I think from a more artistic perspective, what I would say is the mission for Alpha is to use simple technologies to improve the way that a business is done and to create more opportunity and transparent for people in general, you know. Uh, so what we could observe is that throughout the years, artists became more and more entrepreneurial and they had to like, find ways to uh, showcase, sell, and to be an artist without uh, depending exclusively from the help of galleries because we know that the number of artists out there in the market is way higher than the number of galleries there are to be serving the, those people. Um, so Alpha is a tool, like I, I would say. It's a tool for people, for artists uh, who want to be seen who want to make a living from their art to be able to do that and uh, what i think it's quite amazing is that we offer them an immediate revenue source uh, through the sale of prints that can help them transition from being um like from like living from like a different type of revenue like and living exclusively from their art production and being able to focus all their attention on the their creative path and not having to divide their time as much in between their day jobs and and uh, being creatives so Yes, and doing all of this, of course, through technologies, but like always thinking about what is the best service that uh, they want to get and that they would be getting if they were collaborating with a gallery or like, you know, a consultant, like something which is more traditional. And how can we create the same user experience for them using our technologies? Well, that's amazing. And, you know, the company continues to grow in a way that uh, even despite COVID is kind of shocking to me, happily shocking. Um, so there's a lot of demand there. And to, to manage all that, how do you two work together productively as partners? Because, you know, you're not only relatively young, uh, but also uh, very... Uh, you know, entrepreneurial, your founders in a difficult, still relatively new sector, prop tech, um, and your women. Well, you know, so there's a lot of barriers there that you have to overcome. How do you work together to, to do that, to overcome those barriers? <laughs> wow, Phil, that's like a super loaded question. Yeah, <laughs> there are so many ways. That, like, that's that's so why many. I'm here. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I don't know if I was prepared for this. I'm kidding. Uh, well, you know, first thing is, is teamwork really is the dream work. Uh, I don't think we, we 
been able to like do not even a third of what we've done if we had, you know, been working alone. Uh, it was, you know, always amazing to have this support system. Uh, and even Harold as well, even though he isn't a woman, he's, <laughs> he's a great guy. Uh, and he's, you know, he has a feminist. He's a feminist. Yeah. yeah, he's <laughs> a feminist. Uh, but, you know, ha- being able to take decisions collectively really does help out. You know that, you know, if things work out, it's a team win. But if things don't work out, nobody's to blame. I think that was one of the things that, that really helped. The other thing is having space to vent, understanding that, you know, it is unfair. Uh, many times it's much harder for us because we are, you know, women, we're Latin American, but at the same time, it forces us to be always spot on the mon- money and building, you know, a business that has uh, um, an appeal in the market. Because if we don't show that growth, if we don't show that product market fit, nobody's going to give us any money. Nobody's going to, you know, just give us a, a, a fundraising round off mm. of a deck. We have to show much more growth. So, you know, and, and I'm in a lot of female founder forums uh, and it's, it's just known that we have to work 10 times harder uh, and just put our head down and, and build amazing things. And that's why we're better entrepreneurs at the end of the day. Yeah. And since Manuela took the team part and also the female experience, I will cover more what was it for us to be working during times of covid Uh, which in the end of the day, uh, in spite of all the suffering that we've seen around us, ha- have been like, quite positive for Alpha. Uh, we saw a tremendous change in the art market. We saw a lot of small, mid-sized galleries closing doors permanently, unfortunately, and making what was already very um, hard for artists to find a space to show and sell, like even harder. So that gave us a good opportunity to start collaborating with uh, all of those creatives and to also think about galleries and those galleries who are suffering, who did not have the know-how to transition from offline to online. We helped them doing that. So we, we started last year offering a new institutional profile where galleries can now um, share a bit of their work and uh and connect the their own profiles to the profiles of the artists they represent so having like everything hosted under the same umbrella and uh and also the opportunity to sell limited edition prints that they have created on uh on their own so more crafty like in a way like a bit like more high end than the digitally produced prints we sell And uh, and that we are calling the blue label line. So this is something which is coming uh, and we can talk further about this, but with the new interaction, 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 interaction. That's okay. You both speak English better than I. Oh, well, we definitely speak English better than you speak other languages, which I would imagine like it's inexistent. Yes. <laughs> so for the native speakers, uh, I apologize. <laughs> But English is my second language. And uh, for the iteration that we are going to be uh, sharing with you in the next coming months. That's fantastic because I've always been fascinated by your ability, uh, Alpha, to bring local artists 
to local projects, but also to bring them cross-border if so desired by clients. And your clients range really now from all kinds of businesses, but certainly commercial real estate, office, uh, residential, multifamilies, all these iterations of um, uh, real estate around the world of property. Um, So I'm really uh, excited that you continue to find ways, uh, particularly coming out of COVID, which seems to have accelerated many prop tech startups uh, uh, because of demand for, you know, things that are not face to face all the time that you're able to, uh, to have grown. I I believe you've grown the company uh, more in the last few quarters than in your initial uh, pre COVID period. Yeah, we grew, we grew about 220% last year uh, in terms of, of book sales. And uh, just to give you an idea of how you, the, the momentum really is picking up. And I feel like the momentum really is picking up because we do deliver a superior product. Uh, we have, you know, those cross-border capabilities that you mentioned, uh, allowing us to, you know, take new markets easily, produce locally. But, you know, we're, we're very focused on community and content and on diversity, you know, and on placing, you know, these these diverse backgrounds inside the, these projects and therefore granting more opportunity. And I feel like that's really resonate, resonated with the clients. So, you know, this year, year to date, we've already done half of those book sales that we did for all of last year. Uh, so we, yeah, we do I see think... this trend kind of like just, just pulling us through for the rest of 2021. Yeah, I think what Manuela just mentioned about the content side and uh, like that add-ons, it's not simply placing art into spaces. That's like also what we do, but there is so much more to it, you know, like and during COVID or like times of uh, hardship, I think people's understanding of what is valuable changes and maybe like, not only because of this, but like also because of this, uh, people's understanding of what we do have like improved, you know, like I think like before, like the add-ons, like the content side and the human side to the business was something that was interesting, but it was not essential. And I think during COVID that has become like in the fourth center of our attention and also the attention of a lot of our clients. So if you think about art, not only as something aesthetically beautiful, but like a, like a very powerful tool to convey messages, um, that's something which is very interesting and that's something which has been uh very like required like lately mm-hmm. and you know uh i'm glad manuela brought up diversity along with uh, a very diverse clientele and a group of artists that you work with um you both have been as have i all my life very deeply involved in sustainability and linking that to your work at alpha um You've had a, a number of projects about that, and I find that really an exciting part of the community building that you're doing. Can you talk mm-hmm. for a minute about that? Yeah, absolutely. That has become in the center of our attention, um, I think, ever since the company was established in the U.S. So for the past four years, uh, we did a pilot in 2017 in partnership with 
Banjo Oceanic Global, which was the first one uh, like in that path of like art and sustainability. And, uh, and that's when we learn, you know, that the real like magic comes Absolutely. like through, through the messages that we manage to convey through images. So of course, like if you write uh, texts explaining to people what ocean conservation is like and what are the actions that they should be taking, like that, and that has a lot of value. But I think when the person uh, sees an image, they can like not only understand through like their eyes, but they can also empathize. So like, it's like a much deeper connection, like, and uh, it's, it's quite effective. Um, so that was the first of like a series of projects we've created uh, with them. We've done things in uh, rainforest conservation, but we also approached social themes such as female empowerment. And uh, hopefully this year we're going to have at least two more campaigns to be launched. Wow, exciting stuff. Uh, I'm talking to Manuela Seve or Renata Tom about Alpha in conversation with me, Phil Russo, uh, about Alpha, the world's largest online gallery for business. Uh, we work with artists and real estate professionals, business people at the intersection of art and property. Um, the podcast here, we hope, provides insights into how artists and business people think about working together to share fine art with everyone everywhere. Um, we're getting sort of toward the end of our conversation, and I was wondering, uh, you've had a lot of success relatively in the last few years and growing, as we talked about. You're now in the middle of a uh, $1.5 billion seed round raise. Um, tell us what it's like to try to raise money during COVID and where you are and, and how you plan to use that sure. money. Raising money is always a massive pain. I feel like there's not a single founder that I talk to that says, oh, yay, fundraising time. But it's, it's also, you know, really a good thing for, for companies. Like, you know, if, you, if you're constantly getting thresholds, you'll, you, you, you won't have any issues raising money. You're building those relationships. And that's what we've been doing for, uh, you know, the past four years. We've been building these relationships with our existing investors, with our upcoming investors, uh, and so it gets easier and easier because you're gaining their thr their trust. And I think this was the first round that we actually uh, got a third of the round deposited into the bank when we were still, you know, mid negotiation with uh, with a lead. So it's 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 shaping up well. Uh, we're we're speaking to you know a strategic that might come in as the lead, uh, but you know we're not terribly pressed because. Uh, our existing and new investors have deposited that faith in us and uh, basically given us that, that initial runway already in the bank. That's exciting news. And, uh, you know, of course, we all hope that continues and we expect it will. This is a, still a unique platform that is uh, really needed. Uh, it provides so much uh, in the public and private realms of art for people to enjoy. And, and it's from an affordable level to a, you know, more, uh, uh, how I would say, you know, expensive level, but it's mostly for 
uh, people everywhere. And that's an exciting goal as well to spread that art. So in conclusion, tell me one thing that affected you as kids, doesn't have to be art related, Mm -hmm. that made you who you are today. And then tell me about what the rest of 2021 will look like (laughs) for Alpha. So yeah, so for me, there's there's a couple of things. (laughs) Uh, The first thing was was my dad and my mom, they got divorced when I was seven. And my dad quickly moved to New York. Uh, and so I grew up in between uh, New York and Rio, and so very exposed to this international culture, to New York City, to you know art, uh, and uh, and I knew that you know from a very young age I didn't want to live in Latin America. I wanted to go to the world, and I thought like there were so hmm. many interesting traits that you know we, as as a culture, Lat- Latins could bring. Uh, so I kind of like crafted my path in a way so that I could be um, a citizen of the world and, and not of my home country. And I feel like that allowed me to take more risks in my career uh, and to, you know, leave finance, uh, start, you know, this crazy startup that if I hadn't had that international experience, maybe I wouldn't have had the, you know, even the motivation to do. Well, that's a very hard question. I actually feel I was trying to (laughs) think (laughs) of a good answer. Um, But I I think I had a very free childhood. Like I was always somehow in contact with nature and I was always like supported by my parents. Like they were always very supportive of like my decisions and also my creativity. So, like, I, I was able, and I, I don't know if people believe, like, in star signs, but I'm a Pisces. So, like, I think, like, naturally, I I always transit in between the real world and, like, my imagination. So, like, in a way that was very lucky to have uh, people around me who, who, instead of, like, putting, like, barriers, like, for this, were feeding my imagination and my creativity and I I think like for me like this is probably one of my biggest biggest strengths uh and uh and in a way like you know we are inventors like what we're doing is like something which doesn't exist like and we are inventing different things every day so like that was like in a way my dream when I was a child you know to create things like and and today I would say that we're living the dream well you know that's really wonderful to hear I I love asking that question about you know what affected people when they were very young I think it's really important and uh, I love hearing both your stories Uh, last thing to, to close it up your elevator pitch 30 seconds, what's 2021 going to look like for Alpha? 2021 is a year of explosive growth for Alpha. Uh, We're going to be four times bigger by the end of the year. We're already seeing that effect in our team, which is growing really fast. We're hiring across the board. We're training new people. We're figuring out even our internal processes for, you know, onboarding people at scale. So we're ready. We're coming. We're coming really strong. Um, yeah, uh, I would second that. I think 2021 is a year of growth. Uh, we are creating new product lines. We're creating 
uh, like we're growing the team, like we're also thinking about new geographical locations. And I think we're also improving the quality of our services. So not only like, you know, like growing, expanding, but like also becoming like more of experts that we already are in a way. That's all great and exciting. My thanks to the co-founders of Alpha, Manuela Seve and Renata Tome. Uh, you've been listening to Alpha in Conversation with me, Phil Russo. And uh, I hope this has been informative for all of you and entertaining. And until next time, thank, thank you, you for listening. Much.